You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello again, Giants fans. I'm Ed Valentine, and you are listening to the Valentine's Views Podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of the SB Nation family of podcasts. Today's show comes to you on Friday, a couple of days before the Giants face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Week 3 of the 2019 NFL season. This will, of course, be the debut of Daniel Jones as the Giants' starting quarterback, We'll talk to uh, Bob Glauber of Newsday a little bit later on about the Giants' decision this week to move on from Eli Manning and uh, give the reins over to uh, the rookie Daniel Jones. Bob happens to be a Hall of Fame selector, so the subject of whether or not Eli Manning is a Hall of Fame quarterback will, of course, come up during our conversation. First, I wanted to address something that I've been asked a few times uh, during the week in the wake of the Giants' decision to move on from Manning to Jones, and that is, are the Giants really, after just two weeks of of the season, actually giving up on 2019? And To be honest, I really don't see it that way. I don't see... You know, Pat Shermer as actually giving up on 2019. I see it more as Shermer and the Giants organization embracing reality. The reality being that they are not currently a great football team, that they have a very young, inexperienced, developing defense that hopefully will get better as time goes along that they are a developing football team, that their future is in the hands of Daniel Jones, that they have to see what they have, they have to know you know, what, what they have in Jones. And, and it really doesn't make sense to have a developing team which isn't going to be a championship contender in 2019 and to have a 38-year-old quarterback playing while you have a first-round draft choice, the guy who is your future, sitting on the bench. So I look at this really as embracing reality. I find the question also of are they giving up sort of interesting considering the, the number of times that you hear after the preseason and after watching Jones a little bit, you hear people say, well, I think Jones is better. And I don't know if Jones is better than Eli Manning, but what I do know is coaches in general are people who 
think about the next game. They think about the next week. They don't think about next year. They don't think about three years down the road. And and you have to ask the question, what if Daniel Jones at this point actually is a better quarterback than Eli Manning? I think that Pat Shermer watched the last couple of weeks. He watched Dak Prescott run some zone read stuff and use his legs to pick up some first downs. I think he watched Josh Allen run for a touchdown the other day, use his legs to extend time, to extend plays, give his wide receivers opportunities to uh, to get open down the field, you make it difficult on Giants defensive backs to cover. I think Pat Shermer looked at those things and said, obviously Eli can't do those things in our offense Daniel Jones can and and perhaps thought that because of the Giants' struggles to score points, because of their struggles on third downs, that Jones would give them some things, some elements to their offense that Eli simply can't. So I don't know that it's necessarily Shermer saying, well, you know, we're, we're giving up on this season. I think there are things that Shermer wants to do in his offense that Eli Manning simply cannot do and that Daniel Jones probably can. You know, plus, as I said, I think it's simply embracing the reality that whether this is Eli Manning's fault or not, that the Giants are 0-2, however you feel about that is however you feel about that, and we're not going to argue about that. I'm not going to go into that, but the reality of it is you have a developing football team you know, I don't like the word rebuilding. Um, you know, Dave Gettleman doesn't like that word. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm just I'm just not really going to go there. It's a developing team. It's one that, that the Giants are in the process of putting together. They have so many young pieces. And, and as I said initially, you know, what, what sense does it really make to have a developing team that's not going to compete for a Super Bowl that's it's extremely unlikely to make some sort of a deep playoff run. What sense does it make to have the 38-year-old quarterback playing while the future of your franchise sits and watches? And and I simply think that that's the, the reality of the decision that the Giants came to was that they really needed to move forward into their future, embrace that future, if it happens to bring them some short-term benefit in terms of changing their offense, injecting some life into uh, into a, an 0-2 team that really is you know, pretty much staring down the barrel of a third straight, uh, you know, really awful start to a season. I think it was 1-8 two years ago. It was 1-7 a year ago. And, and the Giants are kind of staring down the barrel of another really awful start to a season. So if if it injects some life and and helps them play better football in the short term, then that's that to me is a bonus. That's that's fantastic. You know, and, and that will, you know, that might help now, but the the reality of it is this is the better decision, the right thing for the Giants to do for the future and for the direction of their franchise. All right, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. After that break, you will hear my interview with Bob Glauber of Newsday. Let me apologize now. 
We ended up having to do that interview via phone and uh, that the sound quality on, on that is a little bit scratchy, a little bit staticky. It's not fantastic. I think it's it's well worth your your time to listen to it though. But I, I just wanted to warn you that that the sound quality is is perhaps not fantastic. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Giants fans, I'm joined now by Bob Glauber of Newsday as we talk more about the Giants' decision to switch from Eli Manning to Daniel Jones at quarterback. Bob, thanks for joining me. Ed, thank you for having me. Good to be here. Hey, so what was your initial initial reaction to the decision? Ed, a little bit surprised at the timing of it because it was so soon, but I think now when I'm piecing it together and being around Pat Shermer yesterday, being around the situation, I think that you know the, the salient quote yesterday was, um, it was my gut feeling that I had to do this. So I think Pat Shermer had seen enough of Eli Manning that like this was going to be what it was, and, and you're going to have to deal with this, and, and this team does need a spark. And I think, and I asked him this, Pat Shermer, are there things that you've seen in practice that lead you to believe that Daniel Jones is ready to make this jump? And he said, yes. And now, I'm not going to say no, obviously, but I think there are things that coaches see behind the scenes uh, that we don't get to see and that they feel like they know, okay, this is, this is ready. And when you look at the Giants overall, you look at the construction of this roster, Eli was the outlier and is the outlier at 38 years old on a completely rebuilding team. I, I think they've gotten away from this, well, we're ready to win now mentality. I don't know that they really had that in the first place. They were saying it for public consumption, but you know, this is a team that is in a total rebuild mode, and now it's completed with, with Daniel Jones now becoming the starter and working with players who will be here in a couple of years, and Eli Manning will not. Yeah, that was kind of the way that I looked at it. You know, it, it might be a quick hook for Manning, but it embraces the idea that, that this team has to be about the future. If it benefits them this year in terms of wins and losses, I'm, I'm not sure that that's the most important thing. The most important thing is, is for them to, to realize that, that they have to be about the future. At least that's the way I see it. Yep, that's a good point. And you could say the same thing about when Eli Manning was put in as the starter in place of Kurt Warner. 
much later in the season. The Giants were 5-4 and four when Eli Manning went in in 2004, and then they proceeded to lose six straight. And, and Tom Coughlin sent the message, look, you know, this is about the future. And Kurt Warner is a one-year on a one-year contract. He's not our future. We just invested heavily in Eli Manning, and we're going to go with that. And so the, the initial results were not good, but the long-term results were, well, they won a Super Bowl in four years, and then they won another one four years later. You know, I get asked all the time whether uh, Pat Shermer, whether Dave Gettleman should be on, you know, what fans and, and people commonly refer to as the hot seat. And, and I've always said no at this point. But the way I look at it, especially, you know, with, with Eli still having been the starting quarterback, the way I look at it now is maybe not necessarily that Shermer's on the hot seat, but this is now the quarterback he wanted. It's the quarterback he drafted. It's the quarterback that, that his legacy with the Giants and Gettleman's legacy is going to be tied to. So the way I look at it is if you really want to start the clock on those two guys, I think now is when you start it in terms of how they're actually going to be judged. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, he's, he's on the clock. And, and Gettleman, Gettleman's been on the clock a little long. A lot of decisions have been made on his watch that, that you can scrutinize and um, some of them criticize. So, yes, I think Shermer now has his guy and this is how we will fully judge him. Uh, I, obviously, I think he'll get at least the season. I don't think, you know, John Mara is not a quick hook guy. Um, McAdoo was, you know, the exception rather than the rule. Ray Hanley was the exception rather than the rule. There is there's patience still in this organization in a league where patience is in a very, very short supply. So I, I think John Mara will, will give this some time. I think the entire franchise likes what they've seen from Daniel Jones so far. Now they get to judge how he does on the field at, you know, as the unquestioned leader. And this is, you know, this is his team right now. And, you know, sports and all uh, for the entire team and for Daniel Jones. It's, it's a process. We, we, we've seen that. And unless you're Patrick Mahomes, and you know, they did try this, you know, Chiefs uh, blueprint, it didn't work because because <laughs> Daniel Jones didn't sit that entire first season like Patrick Mahomes did. So, uh, I, you know, look, this is the this is the time to make that move for Pat Shermer. I, I don't. I think there's acceptance in the Giants' locker room of it. I think there is absolutely a fondness and a, an appreciation for Eli Manning, but there is an understanding. Hey, it's the NFL. You're zero and two. Your offense has scored 31 points in two games. Something's got to give. That is very true, Bob. And the other thing that we needed to talk about a little bit, and, and if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you are a Hall of Fame selector, correct? Yes. So we just need to talk about Eli Manning and his legacy and his his Hall of Fame chances. I think I talked to you about this a while back. Uh, you know, as to whether you thought Eli was a Hall of Famer, and I believe you told me yes. Has anything in your mind changed, you know, because of this? No, nothing in my mind has changed because of that. Eli Manning's body of work has been completed, um, and I think that you, even coming into this year, you'd say you're not, you're not going to hold a benching against him. <laughs> I, I guess you theoretically could, but, you know, he's 38 years old, and and it wasn't that long ago when 38 was considered the line of demarcation for great quarterbacks 
and when it, it goes away from them. Now, you have Tom Brady at, at 41, 42. You have uh, Brett Favre played, you know, into his early 40s. Warren Moon played at 40. But by and large, 38 is the number. Steve Young, Joe Montana, Dan Marino, Phil Simms, many other quarterbacks, great quarterbacks, it, it ended at age 38. And that's what's happened now with Eli Manning. So, uh, I think he does have a Hall of Fame resume. I know, from being in the Hall of Fame room where the selectors meet, I know that he is going to meet resistance. I can almost guarantee you he will not be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He is not John Elway in terms of stats or Dan Marino um, or or the great, great quarterbacks that you look at and say, yeah, he's in, instant. Now, Kurt Warner took a number of years. Um, you had to explain away his what we call the donut hole, where he – Kind of had that great ascent with St. Louis, and then he, you know, got away from it. Then he came back. So Eli Manning, there will be some explaining to do. There will be some convincing to do. I, I believe he is a Hall of Fame quarterback, uh, but I know that people in the room do not feel that those stats um, or his his overall body of work, lack of All Pro um, name, you know, being named to the All Pro team, that will hurt him. Um, but I think overall, you know, top ten in passing yards, touchdowns. I mean, those, those numbers are, are right up there, right where they need to be, in my mind, uh, for a Hall of Fame nominate, uh, selection. Bob, I would, I would love to be a, a fly on the wall when, when the Eli Manning discussion starts because I, I would expect that it's going to be a lively one. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. Can, 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 can you secretly... I'm already you, preparing. Can you secretly record that so the rest of the world can hear the discussion? <laughs> Actually, you'll see, um, you know, the way the Hall of Fame does it, the first minute and a half or so of presentations are now televised on NFL Network. So you'll see a little snippet of it, but what they don't televise is the, the discussion of it. And I, I guarantee you that will be lively, uh, both for and against. And there there seems to be, um, you know, he's a, he's a polarizing figure, not, not as, a, as a person or a personality, but his legacy is polarizing because, you know, I, I think there's very little in between. People are either... Yes, no question, or absolutely not on him. And um, I, I think you'll see that reflected in, in the discussions. You know, the, the, the last thing is, it's you said he's polarizing, and he absolutely is polarizing. And, and when you think about Eli Manning, and you think about the class way that, that he has you know, represented the Giants over the years, and, and the fact that he never makes waves off the field. I mean, I thought he was 100% class act in the locker room uh, on Wednesday. He, you know, when people walked into the room, he was standing at his locker waiting for you, know, waiting for the media. It, it amazes me, you know, the type of person that he is, just how polarizing a, a figure he actually has always been. Yeah, it really is. I think, he, you know, he is 100% class. Um, he showed that uh, at his locker in discussing it, and I was I was r- remarking how I'm listening back on the tape, we're getting ready to write about this, and I'm, I'm listening to his answers, and like you know, these are really difficult questions, difficult day for him, and and all the questions are there. Do you regret coming back? Uh, you know, what what do you think now? And I, he was remarkably um, poised about it, and straightforward, honest, and. But, and not willing to be any kind of distraction. So 
because he knows he knows what that can do to a team, and he's not gonna he's not gonna be involved in that. Now I don't know what happens. I, I don't think he'll waive he'll waive his no trade clause. I think he'll remain a Giant and retire at the end of the season. But listen, things change in the NFL. Quarterback need becomes a driving factor, especially around trade deadline, and you just don't know how it's gonna shake out. But I think all things being equal. I would suspect that he's with the Giants uh, until the end of the year and and, and retires. And, he, and I think it's important to him that he has been with one team his entire career. Being a Giant his entire career means a lot, meant a lot to Michael Strahan, means a lot to Eli Manning. All right, Bob, appreciate your time. I know you're busy. Uh, we'll, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see you uh, out at the facility one of these days soon. Sounds great, Ed. Thank you for having me. All right, thank you. All right, a couple of other topics that I wanted to hit quickly before we call it a show for today. Uh, the big one is really the secondary for the Giants. If you've been reading throughout the week, you know that Janoris Jenkins was not happy after Sunday's game, had some critical things to say about the Giants' pass rush, perhaps about uh, you know other players you know, not necessarily playing well, not necessarily doing their jobs. You know, unfortunately, you know, for, for Jack Rabbit, Jack Rabbit, in my view, needs to really look in the mirror. He has not played well, and for him to be critical of his teammates, I thought was pretty was actually pretty hypocritical because you, you can't you can't blame other people. You know, when you're not actually doing your job very well to begin with. So I wasn't real thrilled with those comments. I don't know how you folks feel about those. I mean, I appreciate the passion. I appreciate Jack Rabbit, you know, being willing to, to step up and say that things need to get better. But he's been part of the problem. So Jack Rabbit, you know, look in the mirror, play better before you call out your teammates, before you blame other things, you know, and not take some responsibility for yourself something else i wanted to mention lots of of concern lots of complaining about deandre baker after a couple of of rough weeks and and listen folks if you if you watch other teams if you understand the history of the nfl you understand that rookie cornerbacks don't have it easy rookie cornerbacks get picked on they get targeted they get tested over and over and over and rookie cornerbacks in the nfl historically struggle you know what what will make or break deandre baker you know he's obviously struggled over the first couple of weeks what will make or break deandre baker is how he responds to being picked on, is how he responds to the struggles he's had the first couple of weeks. He didn't get challenged like this in college. He didn't give up a touchdown pass for, I believe, you know, more than two full seasons. He was a terrific cover corner. He could use, you know, but but you're not facing the same caliber of wide receivers. You're not facing the same caliber of quarterbacks on a week-in and week-out basis that Baker is seeing now. You're perhaps not facing offenses with the complexity you know, that, that, uh, that Baker is seeing now. And he admitted recently, I think, that he's seeing some things for the first time. I think that as with, uh, as with Dexter Lawrence, as with any other 
uh, young Giants defender. We simply have to have patience. Let's not draw a conclusion that DeAndre Baker is just not going to be a good player. I don't think that's the case. I think that, that this is part of the reason why, going back to Daniel Jones, why you might as well play the young quarterback because you're a developing team. You're not as good today as you will hopefully be at the end of the season. You're not as good in 2019 as you will hopefully be in 2020 and 2021. You're developing, you're growing. There are pains, there are problems, there are issues along the way. There are players who who you had expectations for who make it. There are players you had expectations for who don't make it. And and this is where the Giants are. They're building. There, there has to be some patience. There has to be some reality that it's not always going to be perfect. It's not always a straight, vertical, perfect line. We don't always see initially what players will be eventually. So have patience. Understand that there will be some tr- some some struggles. Don't write DeAndre Baker off just yet. He's a talented guy. The Giants really went out on a limb for him by trading up. They're going to continue to run him out there. They're going to continue to work with him. Right now he's playing like a kid who's a little bit overwhelmed, who doesn't have confidence, who's not sure what he should do and shouldn't do. And and we'll just have to see how he develops, how the Giants develop, how Daniel Jones does whether or not this defense can cover people better, whether or not they can pass rush better as the season goes along. And and we will see if the Giants can can come away with their first win of the season on Sunday in Tampa Bay. We will have all of your coverage needs at Big Blue View, so please be sure to check all of that out. Please remember to subscribe to Big Blue View on all of your favorite podcast applications. And we thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.